Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. My sperm's dumb. I'm Dory. My eggs are old. That's right. Maybe I'm Mike. I really liked the way that the last person called me Mike last week. (laughs) They said it so confidently. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not far off. Uh, Guess what? We got a house. uh, We got some house cleaning to do. And uh, the first item on that agenda. Yeah. Is that we... We're going to be delivering you yet another bonus episode for selling so many copies of Dory's book. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> it's not... You sound less excited than I thought you would. Really? Yeah. At least I'd expect, expect like a, a finger point in the air, you know, like a... But, they, but, but the listeners can't hear the finger point. I know, but they can feel it. Well, I'm excited to do this bonus episode, but I'm just wondering when we're going to record it. Uh, we'll record it this... I guess this week, right? I thought you said you had plans Wednesday and Thursday night. No, during the day. Oh. Yeah. Guys, that changes everything. (laughs) 
Um, so because of you, uh, we're going to be doing another bonus episode, which means we need questions, and you can send those in now through Tuesday night. Yep. With the subject line "bonus episode question." Uh, those we like to keep light and fun and, you know, they don't have to be about IVF. They can be, um, but, uh, keep them coming so we can keep answering. So do you want to cover the next part? Sure. Oh, here. (laughs) Thank you. Dory wrote it down. (laughs) Um, so we are home right now, but we've been gone for the better part of two weeks on my book tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of you guys have come. It's been so nice. Um, so thank you. Thank you for coming. And I have a few more dates coming up. Um, I'm going to be at Book People in Austin on the 17th of May. Book People? Book People. All right. Um, at 7 o'clock p.m., and I'm going to be talking with Hugh Forrest. What is so funny? The phrase 7 o'clock p.m. 7 o'clock p.m. Um, I'm going to be talking with Hugh Forrest, who is the director of South by Southwest Interactive. So should be a pretty cool conversation. That sounds really cool. And that's uh, for all you Austinites, 7 p.m. But if you're like, hey, I don't know if I can make it over there at that time. Guess what? What? You can see her again in Austin. Yep. Not Not... Two days later, ladies and gentlemen. Just two days later. I know. Uh, but we'll get to that in a second. Other than the Austin date, 517, you're going to be at the Stanford University Bookstore in Palo Alto at 6 p.m. on May 30th. Correct. Did you know that? I did. Tuesday, May 30th. Uh, so if you're a dork who uh, works in the fun uh, world of tech and startups, you might want to read, start up a novel, then visit the author herself. Uh also in the Bay Area, June the 1st, yes, 2017, <laughs> uh, you'll be at Book Passages in San Francisco. Book passage. That's what I meant to say. Because the slash SF is right there, I just read it straight mm. through as Book Passages F. Uh, Book Passage San Francisco, that is June 1st, 6 p.m. And the Bay Area Book Festival at 11.45 a.m. that same day. No. No? Saturday. Is that the true? Third. Did I did I not? No, that's that? not in there. Oh, sorry. It's a Saturday, June third at eleven forty five a.m. So you're going to be book passages June first. Passage. Book passage June first in the ferry building. Yes, mm-hmm. and then June third. Yes, you're going to be at the Bay Area Book Festival, wow. which is in Berkeley, I believe. And then Printers Row, Chicago. The weekend of June 10th. Yes. Panels I, TBD. Yes. I don't know exactly when or where that panel is going to be, but I will be in Chicago that weekend. And then the next thing that Dory's so excited about, is she's <laughs> making appearances at Madewell. Yes. Uh, there are many days where Dory is head to toe wearing Madewell. Uh, this is not a hashtag ad. <laughs> this is not at all a hashtag ad, but uh, somehow Madewell was like, listen, we get what you're doing. We love what you do. Come do what we do. So Dory's going to be appearing at Madewell stores. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand this situation. Where, what don't you understand? Are you going to be next to some jeans? Or are you going to yeah, be probably. like, I'm, hi, I love this boyfriend shirt. Check it out. Well, no, they just, they like invite their, their clients in the area and they have like 
snacks and I think they're going to have wine and so this is a thing they've done before. Yes. You're not the first person no. to appear at a Madewell. No. And then you can also buy my book and if you buy my book, you get a free uh Madewell tote while supplies last. That's pretty great. Yeah. You like a Madewell tote? I do like a Madewell tote. I might have to buy my own book so I can get the Madewell tote. So your Madewell appearances are at the Austin Domain. Yes. That's the 519, uh, 5 to 7 p.m. You're at San Francisco Center, 531, 6 to 8 p.m. Yep. Chicago Rush Street, 69, 5 to 7 p.m. And you'll get a free Madewell. They, they named it the Bienfait. Bienfait. Bienfait tote. Yes. It's a, it's a cute little tote that says Bienfait on it. Okay. Um, and then you're doing a Reddit AMA? Yeah. Jesus, you're doing so many things. I'm doing so many things. So so here's the deal. The Reddit AMA is this coming Friday, uh-huh. the 12th, yeah. at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 okay. p.m. Eastern. Yeah. And look, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about it. Why? Just because, you know, anything could happen. Yeah. Like, you know, if I was a Scientologist, it would be really scary to do a reddit reddit ama yeah but you're not right so anyway it would just be great if some listeners could just swing by and ask me some nice questions so swing by and ask dory some nice questions on reddit <laughs> on the 12th at 9 may 12th Pacific, at 9 a.m or 12 p.m eastern yeah what is that oh that's my phone i think uh so get your reddit questions ready Ask her what her favorite memes are. You know, Reddit oh, type I should things. have answer, an answer to that question ready. Uh, thank you for leaving Amazon reviews. Please leave more. That's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> Care to elaborate? Uh, well, if you read my book and, and you would like to leave a review, I would really appreciate it. I think we all would appreciate it. And last but not least, everybody, uh, the Facebook group. It's going. It's still there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Did you see how I wrote it out for you this week? Uh, I did. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's a lot happening. There is a lot happening. Uh, website. There's We're gathering info for a resources slash reference section. Yes. And we hope to have it up in the next week or so. Yes. So if we're talking about things, is what you're saying? Yeah, like sometimes people send us emails with like links to articles or podcast episodes or suggestions of like organizations that help people out with IVF and and last remember last week someone suggested that we have a resources tab on our website and I was like, "Oh, that's a really good idea." So, I've been I asked in the Facebook group for some suggestions and yeah. I've been marking the emails that we get that have suggestions with the resources label, created a new label called resources. My God. And going to just compile all that stuff. And hopefully it'll be a good, a good resource of resources. I'm excited. Uh, also, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Yeah. And last but not, this is so much junk up at the top of the podcast. I know it's a lot of business. It's a lot to get to. I'm sorry, everybody, but, Last but not least, email us, doryandmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. You can call us, 413-461-BABY. And now that we're nine minutes into the show, what's going on? (laughs) 
Rude. How is that rude? You're the one who likes to do business at the top of the show. I mean, I don't like business anywhere in a show, but I suppose it makes the most sense on the top of a show. Okay. And it's just, I'm not, I'm, listen, you know, honey, you got a lot going on. There's a lot happening. There's a and, lot to read. And I will just say that I met several people who said that they found out about my appearances from the podcast. Oh, well, that's so good. So I think it's important that we remind people where I'm going to be. Why am I so tangled? You're not that tangled. Hmm. Guys, I'm tangled. You're not tangled. Um, so... Yeah, I apologize for all the business. We're done with the business. Now we can move on. And Matt hasn't even noticed that I numbered the pages this week. Uh, I will notice when I start looking for page two, which is right there. I just feel like... Thank I'm, you. I just feel underappreciated. Honey, you're doing a great job. I, we you. had a long day. I, I uh, you know, I did... I cleaned up the shed, so that was a big day for me. I know. I came back... I. Well, we went to this wedding. We went to Matt Gorley and Amanda Lund's wedding. Congratulations, guys. It James Bonding. Beautiful wedding. He's now fully bonded. <laughs> That's funny. Actually, like everyone on Nerdist is married now. Yes. James Bonding is married now. Yep. Talk Salad. Well. Talk Salad's married. Star Trek. He just got divorced. Yep. Hmm. Well, we were doing well for a little while. That's okay. Um, no, but we went to this wedding. It was like two and a half hours drive away. We came back this this afternoon. Beautiful wedding. Beautiful wedding. I I, I got to say, it was uh, my favorite weather of any wedding I've been to. It was freezing cold. Oh, it wasn't that cold. It was like perfect. It was so cold. It was perfect. I loved it. Matt loved it. Everyone else was like, I'm freezing cold. It was great. I mean, the wedding itself was beautiful, and the ceremony was extremely emotional. Oh, it was really great. It was a great wedding. Everyone ceremony. was sobbing. Yeah. It was spectacular. Yeah. I like a sobbing ceremony. Yep. I like when the groom sobs. Yeah. I really like that. Okay. I'll note that for next time. And Gorley was, was really sobbing. You you teared up. You teared up at our wedding. Of course I did. During my vows. I that had to. I had written. Mm-hmm. And then during my vows that I had not written. <laughs> when you called me the Tom just, Brady, the Tom Brady of, 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 of women. women. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by that. Greatest of all time. Um, anyway, then I went to get lunch and I came, I walked over to Mendocino Farms and I came back and Matt was in the backyard with Bo cleaning out the shed yeah. I was like, whoa, what is happening here? It, uh, I got a little, uh, I came back home and got to my office and I was like, there's two guitar cases in here. The guitar cases are all supposed to live in the shed. I got to get them in the shed. I also went through a whole thing about freaking out about humidification in my office and how, what the humidity was in my, with all the guitars in there. And turned, do you think I, it's not humid enough? Uh, I think it's waffling. So I, fired up the humidifier and then i was like ah, i need another guitar stand for this bass now that i've moved the acoustics over i gotta go to the shed the shed was it's not it was not functional no at that point it, it the was, bikes had nowhere to go it was a disaster so i spent four hours this afternoon cleaning out a shed and yeah. i gotta tell you had a great time doing it and you know what what you did a great job thank you 
I you know really we should we should have taken before and after pictures of the shed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have. There's a lot of pictures of it on Instagram. Mm. Bo loves it. Bo does love it. Bo kept going into it like, "Ooh, did you make me a new clubhouse? Thanks. Yeah. New area. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the wedding was beautiful up uh, up in wine country, and I got to go to Chumash Casino. Uh, had a great time there. I went to there. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I went, came back because I forgot my wallet, then went again. And I was already asleep when you and came, then back, came for your back. And then Dory was like, "You came in in the middle of the night." And I was like, "It was like." 12:40 and she's like that's the middle of the night. No, I I said that. That's the middle of the night. Anyway, I that's all that's going on right now. We've been traveling. Just had a great time in Boston, uh which you know about because we recorded one in Boston. I left a couple of days later, came back. Then I had to go back to New York for another couple of yeah. events. Then I came back here. Then we had my LA event. Yes. Then- uh, thank you everybody who came out to uh Dory's book uh conversation slash signing at uh skylight skylight it was great and then thank you to everybody uh all of uh, our, our our nearest and dearest who came to celebrate dory's book and uh and her day of birth oh actually that that reminded me of something yes um if you want to order a signed copy of of startup a novel yes um i think i said last week you could order it from print a yes. bookstore in portland you can still do that you can also order it from skylight books there you go. Um, all you have to do is they just ask that you write in. There's like a special instruction slash notes field when you check out and just indicate that you would like a signed copy. So Skylight Books and Print, a bookstore in uh, Portland, Maine, have your signed copies of Startup. Yeah. And you can, a novel. You can order order them right up. Um, where are we? Well, we got to indicate when we ended the chit chat. Chit chat ended at 15.04 lasted not nearly as long as the stuff up top sorry everyone <laughs> god uh oh, here comes Bo. oh there he is Hi, Bo. Bo was just outside we let him out in the yard sometimes he has a good time now he needs some water he was having a great day today he had a great Bo day was having a peak Bo day because we were home he missed us so much yes he was very amped up for us to both be home and for us to be returning with suitcases He's yeah. not going to love the fact that you're leaving with a suitcase again tomorrow. I know. I have to go to San Francisco tomorrow for work for two days. Unbelievable. I know. And then a week later, I have to go to Austin. Ugh. It's going to be the worst. He's going to be so sad. Bo. Bo. Bo has to go to daycare when we're both gone next week. Oh. Oh, boy. I hope he still loves us when we pick him back up. He will. And then I start work. <laughs> Ugh. Never going to be normal for him. Nope. Uh, so, on to the emails. At 16 minutes and 11 seconds. <laughs> killed another minute of time. Uh, so, we got a bunch of, of emails about last week's email about surrogates and breastfeeding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I just, I, I, I put them all in the show. All of them? Well, there were three. that, And they all addressed different aspects of breastfeeding and surrogacy. So I felt it was important to really get into it with all of them. All right. Here we go. This and, you know, some of these might, some of this information might make it into the resources section. Oh, boy. Yeah. Big tease. Uh, this is from Oriana. Dear Matt and Dory, let me start by saying I love your podcast. I am one of your listeners who is not going through IVF, nor will be anytime soon. I found your podcast through the Gilmore guys from Matt's last appearance on the show. 
Parenthetical, Matt. What the hell, man? No Bunhead Bros appearances? It's got Kelly. It's got Liza. What more could you need? Well, you know, Kevin asked me to be on Bunhead Bros. And uh, I said, uh, I've never seen this Bunheads program. And I know how you want, like, Bunheads fans. Mm. So I don't want to ruin your vibe by watching one episode and then being confused about it. Mm. So... That's I, I for the good of that show. I said that I was know. that was big of you. I know. Uh, I'm currently listening to the week's most recent episode. That's episode 29. Ball cooling was that last week? Yeah. Okay. Had to stop to write after hearing Jamie's email about breastfeeding and surrogacy. Now I've never been a surrogate, and I don't know everybody's situations. However, my cousin was just a surrogate for a couple who lives in a different state. My cousin resides in New Hampshire, and the couple resides in Connecticut. Big New England time right over there. Mm. Uh, after giving birth to the couple's twins, my cousin continued to pump uh, and ship an overnight ship her breast milk to the parents. I don't know the details of how she got it there, though I know she used a service such as FedEx or UPS, and I assume some sort of freezer cooler that transports things because, hey, perishable. However... There was an issue where one of the overnight packages was lost, and this caused not only distress for the parents, but huge stress on my cousin, who was still very recently postpartum and did have a very emotional reaction. Mm. Like I said, I don't know everybody's situation and whether or not they state, uh, their state would allow these things, uh, but I don't know that even if you and the parents reside in separate states, if it's possible, to my knowledge. All of this was negotiated beforehand in her contract, and as I believe the parents were paid, had paid for the chipping costs. I know that you also used to be able to donate your breast milk. My mother did this when she was breastfeeding me in the 80s, as apparently she was a super lactate woman and produced more than she needed. She would donate her breast milk to the hospital. I don't know if this is still done, uh, as uh, you know, it was the 80s, and you could still drink at a bar while pregnant without having social services called on you. Seriously, go back and watch Cheers Up, where Carla is pregnant, and watch her throw back beers with friends. I think that in that episode, she's throwing back non-alcoholic beers. I'm not, I don't fully remember, but Carla was pregnant a couple times on the show. She had a lot of kids, that Carla. Hmm. Uh, thanks for such an amazing podcast. It has kept me company during my always traffic-heavy commute from the valley to Century City. Ooh. I hear that. Rough. Uh, most recently, you helped me and my company help me keep, help keep my company during my vacation to Paris. I was there just the week before you. Aww. I also stood in line two point five hours uh, to get into Versailles. Oh no, she was dumb enough to go on a Sunday. She must not have bought tickets ahead of time. Uh, Dory, hope the rest of your book tour goes amazing. Thank you. Uh, she said she's going to try to make it to the LA signing. I don't know if she made it. I don't remember an Oriana. Uh, I can't wait to start your novel, which is currently hanging out on my coffee table waiting for me. Thanks for sharing your journey with all of us. And I wish for science to make you a baby in time for next Mother's Day. Aw, that's very Loving sweet. Loving baby vibes, Oriana. <laughs> I like baby vibes better than we all do. the other phrase that we're not allowed to say anymore. Uh Okay, so there's some breast milk happening over here. And Dory, why don't you, why don't you take it from there? All right. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. 
And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks to bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Oh, this is from Julie who says, Hi, Matt and Dory. I just finished listening to the recent episode, number 29. Wanted to comment on the question raised by a listener about surrogates breastfeeding. I don't feel it's my place to chime in on the debate about this or even the debate of breast milk feeding of breastfeeding versus formula as I'm not a parent myself and don't even have parental aspirations. But I thought I'd recommend a couple other podcasts that have each had an episode on the topic of sharing breast milk, which I'll link below. Neither episode focuses on surrogates specifically, but rather investigate the world of breast milk sharing both currently and historically. And I think the info could be helpful for those interested in getting breast milk from others, whether surrogates or otherwise. What I found most interesting to learn from both podcasts is that formula is not an alternative that works for all babies. In both episodes, a different story is shared of a mother who can't produce enough milk for their baby, which I also didn't realize was a big issue for many breastfeeders. 
And when they tried to use formula, the baby got sick from it. So their only option was to look elsewhere for breast milk, either through donation or purchase. And the podcast dig into the difficulty of this, the various ways it is being done and the safety of it. Here are the two podcasts. Side note, for those who are sensitive to hearing about others who have successfully had babies, I don't recommend listening to these. Oh, okay. That's, That's good. 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 Heads up. Um, all right. The first is The Longest Shortest Time, episode number 39, Owner of a Holy Heart. And she says, this is a great podcast about parenting that features all kinds of interesting stories, some of which are even geared towards non-parents. In the link to the specific episode, you'll find show notes that include a list of linked resources for breast milk banks. What was that? What? What's the matter? Though this episode is almost three years old, there are maybe other resources out there now that aren't listed here. And then number two is reply all episode number 57 milk wanted. Um, and she says this particular episode explores the world of the online breast milk market, um, and includes other further milk sharing resources. Um, so yeah. So she says, I hope these podcast episodes and resources can point listeners in the right direction if they are ever in need of finding breast milk. One final thought, since the other listener mentioned it's possible to take certain meds to help someone start lactating without having given birth, I wonder if it will become more common in the future for non-parents to share breast milk given that they're given that they're current given that currently there is not enough shared milk available on the market for everyone trying to get it according to the podcast. As it is, people who share their milk are typically also breastfeeding their own kid at the same time, so only those who have extra milk beyond what their own child needs are in a position to share milk. If someone without a child such as myself could start producing milk, then they could share the entirety of the milk they produce, which could really open up how much available milk is out there. If I didn't have my own health issues, I could see myself being interested in doing this for a friend who needs breast milk for their baby. And I could see others being interested in selling breast milk to make some cash, which sounds sketchy, but breast milk is already being sold and is apparently completely legal. Anyway, hope this is helpful. And I'm wishing you both and all the listeners courage as you continue on your fertility journey. Love Julie from Toronto. Now, there was supposed there was a PS on this oh, initially a postscript, and, and it seems to have gotten lost. But I I believe her PS was just that she subsequently did some googling and found that um, it is not actually legal everywhere. It's she's in Canada to sell breast milk. Yeah, and it seems legal there, but it could be murky legally. Murky legal. Yeah. Murky like breast milk. Yeah. Um. Oh, somehow this got Dory is out of order. Right well, okay. Remember when I was outside and I kept being like, the internet's not working. The internet's not working. Yeah. I put stuff into a Google Doc and then I lost it. She'd come out to the shed and while then, I was cleaning out the shed and so, tell me the internet wasn't working. And then, and then I would say to her, well, is the router green? What's happening? And then I went to and put everything. Go, I'm not in the house. And then I went to put everything in a Word Doc and things got a little moved around. So anyway, here we go. This is from Laura. She says, hi, Matt and Dory. On episode 29, one of your correspondents asked about breastfeeding and surrogates. And she says, the Death, Sex, and Money podcast recently did an episode with a surrogate. She talked very openly about the entire process, including the delivery of breast milk after the babies were born. I'd highly recommend this episode to anyone curious about the surrogacy process or seeing things from the surrogate's point of view. The correspondent also mentioned that there were many discussions on lactation message boards 
about women who had not carried babies themselves but were able to breastfeed with the help of medication. You should definitely have many careful conversations with your doctor before trying this path. It won't work for most women. I believe it's most commonly done with off-label use of the drug Reglan, which is no joke. My husband was prescribed this drug once for its intended use, and he never filled the prescription after learning about its side effect profile. For some people, those side effects never go away, even after stopping the drug. Definitely talk very carefully with a doctor experienced in this area before deciding to go down this path. All the talk of wet nurses reminded me of the Thanksgiving when my science baby was six months old, six months old, and my sister-in-law came with her two-week-old baby. My husband was fascinated by the idea of wet nurses and kept trying to convince my sister-in-law that we should switch babies and see what happened. You go take a nap. You deserve it. Sleep as long as you want. We'll take care of everything. That's what her That seems said. weird. My sister-in-law did not go for it. Thanks for the podcast. I agree. <laughs> it just seems weird. Well, that was a lot of talk of breast milk. So I think we should play a voicemail. Okay. Just to, you know, cleanse the... Did you want to add the whole, the we palate. found out whether or not I was breastfed? Oh, yeah. Should I read that text from your mom? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, let me pull it up here. As I said to Dory, I did not remember if I was breastfed because uh, at the time that you're being breastfed, why would you remember that? You're an infant. Um, so my mother, of course, decided to hop on the old iMessage and hit up Dory and I. With she some said, you, Matt, mm-hmm. were not breastfed because you had an aborted SIDS issue. I sure did. And needed to be given thicken, thickened feeds so formula with cereal. I was terrified every time I had to feed you, afraid you would vomit and choke again. You were two weeks old when it happened the first time as I was feeding you. That is when dad and I had to rush into the ER. They kept you for two weeks. Yep. And you had to come home on an apnea monitor. Your siblings knew when the alarm sounded to run to you and call me if I was not nearby. They knew loose leads as opposed to a real alarm yeah sometimes i would move and uh make everyone think i was dying oh yeah because the 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 wire the lead would come out and then i oh i see loose leads and then i said oh this sounds so scary she said yeah it was purple wasn't a good color for matt on his face and i'm a nurse and petty was my specialty pediatrics I used a bulb syringe to clear his airway on our way to the ER, but this is rare, and they've done so many things to help prevent this. There's actually an amusing story that goes along with this, but too long to text, and as you can see, he turned out just fine. Well, that's debatable. (laughs) Yes. uh, I forgot about the fact that my mother often would tell me that I almost died as a baby. Many, many times. There's that story. Yes. So I was not (laughs) breastfed. And look at me now. And look at you now. Still loved cereal in milk. Oh. <laughs> um, so the first voicemail I'm going to play is um, our friend Annie, whose voicemail got cut off last week. Oh, good. She called back. You ready? I think so. Okay. Here we go. 
Hi, Matt and Dory and Bo. Um, this is Annie. I'm the one whose voicemail got cut off last week. Um, thank you so much for playing it anyway. I didn't call back because I never really expected my my half voicemail to well, be played. So that was very exciting. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just you know I did want to call back and follow up and just kind of say that you know what I was going to say um, at the end of the voicemail uh, was. Um, you know that you know these these things happen to us aspiring pregnant women um like in you know I said in my last voicemail that I had a friend get pregnant who uh had a heroin addiction had to go to a different baby shower all the same week that I had to cancel my own consultation at the uh at the fertility clinic um and I just you know I just basically I just wanted the the point of my calling and telling the story was that you know I just kind of wanted to validate you know all of us aspiring pregnant women that you know the the depression is real um the harsh feelings towards other women are real um and it's okay and you can't really you can't add guilt on top of it um because you're just going to feel that way sometimes and um i'm happy to say that i'm actually in a much better place now i'm i still have not gotten pregnant um but i'm still trying uh but i'm in a much better place now i've actually had other friends have children um who I've actually been able to be genuinely happy for, which is wonderful. Um, and, you know, I think my best advice as someone who's, you know, kind of been through hell and back in, in that situation is to surround yourself with people who understand and surround yourself with people who are going to allow you to have those feelings. Like, even yes. if they don't agree with them, even if they don't understand, the, the point is, is you just need those people who are just going to, you know, understand the fact that they don't know how it feels and they know that you just need to feel what you feel because you can't control it and this is just how we feel so good luck to you and good luck to everyone and thank you for playing my voicemail and hopefully maybe you'll play the second half now we (laughs) did guys bye can you believe it thank you annie thank you for finishing your voicemail I feel like when people's voicemails get cut off, oftentimes we don't hear from them again. Yeah, we never heard from Mark from Wisconsin. I know. Yeah, Mark, come back at us. <laughs> uh, you know, it's good. Everyone, everyone's affected differently by that. Uh, by the pregnancies when you are trying so hard to get pregnant. I love the. I love what she said though about surrounding yourself with people who just let you feel what you feel. Right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Love you. What? You just want me to let you feel what you feel. That's all I say to you. And she does not do it, people. I'm trying. She does not. Anyway, long story short. It's in my nature to try to help people. Right, but sometimes people just need to not to be in a foul mood. I know. I was in a foul mood this week. He was. Um, Not... Not for the week, but just I had a a lousy morning, and uh, I just wanted to have the lousy morning. And then Dory just started saying things that were, uh, you know, 
all somehow related back to why I was being lousy. Mm. So all I said, I said to her, hey, this is not, you know, it's not because of you that I'm feeling like this. I'm feeling like this for other reasons. And, you know, I just want to feel like this for a little while. Don't try to change me. (laughs) You're so grumpy. Sometimes. That is the email I skipped over because things got out of order. So you can read that one now. Or would you like to do another voicemail? How many voicemails do we have? Um, We have four more. Uh-huh. I don't think we're going to get to all of them. But we might. I'll play one more. There you go. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Kelly in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I am calling because I did watch um, Matt's episode of The Goldbergs, and I am super curious. At the end, they had a home video clip of someone getting run over by a uh, golf cart, mm-hmm. and there was an arrow pointing to the person run over saying that that was one of the co-writers. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that was Matt, because if it was... That was hilarious and awesome, and I'm sorry, but I'm glad it turned out well. Um, my other kind of comment is um, to go along with the, the you know, just thing, if we could kind of uh, do a moratorium on um, just a dust, um, because there's really no such thing. That would be like someone saying, oh, well, if we have fertility issues, then we'll just do I- IVF. Like, it's really, there's so much more to it, and it's really not that simple. And it's not for everyone. It's really tough. These kids tend to have lifelong issues. Um, my daughter is seven and has lifelong issues from it. So, anyway, love the podcast. Love everything you're doing. And I hope everything continues to go well. Bye. Uh, thank you for the voicemail. The answer to that question is yes, that was me under that golf cart. Um I was just, you know, having some fun with my buddies, John and Joe, at the funeral home. We had a golf cart and a mound of dirt, and we decided to see if we could get over that mound of dirt. And my buddy Andy was there with his camera because we used to make videos in college, and I was back home from L.A., and we were like, let's do it. (laughs) I was like 22, and uh, yeah. No, you couldn't have been 22. How could I not have been? I thought you moved out here in 2007. I did. February 2007. So you were 23. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Good talk. Uh, but yeah, that was me under the golf cart. Uh, and yes, adoption is a very lengthy process that does come with its own bag of podcastable material. Um, yeah. So who knows? Maybe... If we can't uh, ever have the science baby, we'll start the Matt and Dory's bogus adopting adventure <laughs> journey. Bogus? Oh, I like it. Where we just, just turn to dog people. <laughs> uh, all right. Next email from Danielle. I've been meaning to write for some time. And today when I heard Matt comment that if you and he were to conceive spontaneously, we like playing off, paying off a car and then totaling it. Is that a thing I said? I think so. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. 
I had that exact same thing happen. <laughs> she attached a picture of the of the. Ah, my husband had just paid the last payment, <laughs> and my baby went up in flames in front of my eyes. <laughs> However, I never had to deal with the infertility issue, so I cannot say with experience, but. I think it was a good analogy. Well, thank you. This just also proves my point that anytime you mention something, like some experience or some, like someone has experienced it. Right. Nothing she, is new. She experienced totaling your car right after you've paid it off. Oof. So the other reason I wanted to write is just to help with some perspective on your need to feel in control. 18 years ago, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I too hope for a girl uh, and all the things that are fun about little girls. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge tomboy and I love sci-fi and stuff. Then my little girl crawled and walked earlier than other babies and tested high in, with intelligence types, was placed in accelerated classes, and I had this dream she would be a young, become a female uh, astrophysicist or something like that. My daughter turned was around 16. She told me she was actually transgender. My daughter is now my son and no longer wants to use... Uh, his incredibly intelligent brain in his future possession, pos- profession. rather, He wants to be an artist. These things took me time to come to terms with. All the things I hoped for my little girl to grow up to be changed. There was a little bit of mourning process on my part. Now, though, my son has a great scholarship to Kansas City Art Institute. Oh, good luck with the art institutes, guys. You think that that's the same Look art Look it up. I don't know. And hopes to work with stop-motion animation when he graduates. That's cool. And he's just as beautiful of a person inside uh, and out as he was always. The point of all of that is, just like this fertility struggle, there are a lot of things you can't control about your own child, even gender. But especially not uh, personality and interest. Your little baby and who they will be are things that are out of your control. The sooner that you have come to terms with that the easier I think things will become. I have two children five years apart, and I definitely worried much less about my youngest and whether or not she reached certain milestones by a certain age and even who she will be when she grows up. I love the podcast and hope all the best for both of you. And, of course, Bo. What do you think of that email? Um, I love it. I love that email. Why don't you marry that email? I mean, maybe I will. I just looked up Kansas City Art Institute. I don't think it's affiliated with the art institutes. Well, that's good then. Yeah. It looks like a great school. They have a beautifully serene, tree-shaded 16-acre campus. Oh, well, that's definitely not it then. The Kansas City Art Institute sounds like an actual fine And it's undergraduate directly program. between the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art voted Best U.S. Museum based on Yelp reviews. Whoa! <laughs> Uh-huh. And the Kemper Museum of Contemporary Art. Wow. Yeah, so sounds like a great place. Go get it. Um, I, the reason I said that was I went to a school called the Art Institute of New England in Brookline, Massachusetts, that is uh, currently serving out its last remaining students before it closes for good. I'm still annoyed that you have to pay off those student loans. I sure do. It feels 14000 more dollars. Wait, I feel like that went up. Did it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't look. It just pay. <sighs> Um, no, I mean, I feel like this is something we've talked about before. Like, yeah, you... listen, I wish Bo could be a restaurant dog, but I know in my heart that our our boy Bo is not a restaurant dog. No, I wish he was a farmer's market dog. 
but I know. Well, dogs are not heart. allowed at the farmer's market. Well, you know what I mean. You wish you could be around people. <laughs> I wish you could be everywhere with me. Yeah. I wish that I could be like, come on, Bo, let's go to, let's go to um, Westwood Music and hang out. But I can't do that, even yeah. though there's a dog there and, probably, you know, just don't know what he's going to do to other people. He doesn't like when people are behind counters. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I've, I've experienced that with him. Mm. Where is he? He's outside. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that was a great email, Danielle. Thank yeah, you for writing it. I really it. enjoyed that email. So, yes, I understand that I can't mold the uh, young human into what I need it to be. But yes. we'll love it nonetheless. I said need. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, this is from Laura. Now, I believe Laura's email is the third in the... Oh, no. I already read this. In the breastfeeding. I, I read oh, okay. this one. <laughs> well, that's why I think that. Uh. Uh, okay. From Amy and Mark. Who we've heard from before. There you go. But I thought this was a, an important an important issue that she raised, so I included it. Oh, oh my God. Here we go. Thank you both for continuing the podcast with all the travel and with your book signings. I know this is an extremely busy time for you, and it means so much that you're still here for all our listeners. Congrats on your book orders and bringing us not one, but two bonus episodes. Yeah. So exciting. My email may have been mentioned previously, and if so, I'm sorry. My husband and I met uh, with an RE last month. Side note. We had met with an RE in 2015, but we thought we'd try another doctor. As there are few recommendations, uh, our visit last month was the most distasteful experience I have ever experienced in my life. Did not know that was going there. Yeah, see? I told you. It it felt like it was was an important email. Oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) You kind of perked up, though, (sighs) when you read that sentence. I was just like, well, that's (laughs) not where I thought it was going. Okay. (sighs) As my husband and I were sitting down in his office, the RE came in and introduced himself and said that I was unhealthy and too large for his assistance. I am a plus-sized woman. However, I don't think this is unheard of for a woman of my size wanting to have a baby. I do have high blood pressure and Hashimoto's thyroid... I'm sorry, thyroiditis. Mm Mm-hmm. However, both seem to be in control. Almost every doctor I've gone to in the last three and a half years has recommended going to a reproductive endocrinologist. I go and felt like a piece of dirt that that gets kicked around every time someone walks on it. I know that my health has to be in line, uh, but what about having bedside manner? Yeah. What about giving suggestions and delivering the news with professionalism? Yeah. As my husband and I left... Yari says, I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. Uh, in my mind, I kept thinking, F you, I will lose this weight and go to another RE asshole. You will never get <laughs> my service ever again. I told my husband that we will get healthier and take this on. My question is, have you or any of the other listeners ever been treated like this? If so, how do you or others handle these situations? Also, completely off topic. I'm an 80s fanatic and love the Goldbergs. Matt's episode was so funny. I loved it. My question is, what's your favorite John Hughes movie? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Thanks for listening to my rant. You are both the best, and I look forward to Mondays. Thank you for being amazing people. Amy and Mark. P.S. She loves the chit-chat. Have you ever been treated like this? Dory Shafrir. Question to you. 
Um, no. Wow. And you're a Jew. I I know. Come on. It's shocking. (laughs) Um, no, I haven't, but you know, I, I've, I've had doctors whose bedside manner was lacking. I've also had doctors who had great bedside manner. Yeah. I think we you know have both been through that yeah. as recently as during IVF. Yeah. So, you know, I think but I think one thing that I mean it seems like Amy knows this too. Um that like there are other doctors. When yeah. you don't like a doctor, you can find another doctor. There are so many other doctors. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Time for another voicemail. Here we go, everyone. Hey, Matt and Dory. I'm in the middle of... Oh, I should introduce myself. Hi. I'm Stacey. Yeah. Um, I am... Hi, Bo! You're a good boy. Yes, you are. You're a good boy, Bo. Um, I'm in the middle of episode 26, and one of your listeners was uh, asking for tips to lose some weight, and you guys were talking about soda and how hard it is to get off soda. There is this awesome thing you can do <laughs> to replace soda, and it's so delicious. Take flavored balsamic vinegar. What? So like a strawberry balsamic uh-huh. or a white peach balsamic. I okay. mean, there's so many different flavors that you can do. And then just add it to some soda water, and it makes a lovely sort of Italian soda. Um, and, you know, there's only the natural sugars in the balsamic vinegar, and and you're you're pretty much good to go. And it's, it's a nice way to get some effervescence. It's a nice way to get some flavor. And it doesn't have all of the artificial ingredients. This sounds fishy. So go to your local I was say olive it sounds oil delicious. shop, peruse their balsamic vinegar section and look for some of their flavors and have at it. All right. Thanks, guys. Good luck with the IVF. Wishing you all the best. Bye. That is an interesting life hack. I've never heard of it. I, I, I'm sure I'll try it. I think we should try it. I'm going to try it. Yeah. You're not allowed to try it. Wait, why not? Because it's my thing now. Oh, my God. I've decided it's mine. Rude. Yep. What what flavor balsamic vinegar are you going to get? Banana. Ew, okay. You can have it. <laughs> banana soda. <laughs> I've seen banana soda. Um, where was I? Probably Finland or something. Did you see the hobby horse competition in Finland? No. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Did you know that in Finland, people have hobby horse competitions? What is a hobby horse? A hobby horse is the, like, with the horse head on a stick, and you, like, ride it. Oh, nice. <laughs> and they have competitions that are in, in uh, uh, what are those called? Like, arenas. Like, you know, when a, when an a horse. An equestrian track? Yes, an equestrian thing with, like, jumping and whatever. Agility. A dressage. A dressage 
thing, and, but they have it with with people riding hobby horses. Oh, Finland, you're doing everything right. <laughs> it's amazing. You're probably already putting balsamic vinegar in your soda water, <laughs> and you've probably been doing it for decades. Uh, uh, I just watched that video again today and just laughed and laughed. I had a decent time in Finland. I was there for way too long. You were. And the days were long. excruciatingly long. It was... Uh, when was I there? It was during it was July. Uh, it was during the Pori Jazz Festival. So that was July. You had to go for for Wired, Wired and um, because that's where Nokia is. And yes, it, it was, was right after Comic Con. Remember, you had to drive back. Oh my god, I did the Nerdist Live at Comic Con, and then left the venue and drove to the airport. No, you didn't. You drove home. You slept at home for like four hours. Did I? Yes. And then I got up and went to Finland. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. I flew for a very long time. Yeah. And then was like worried about everything. Oh. <laughs> I had to carry so much podcasting. Equipment. Oh, I know. I got stopped in Heathrow. What was I doing in London with podcast equipment? You were on the way back. Yeah, it was connecting. connecting. Anyway, I got to say, I've traveled with the podcasting equipment lately. And... Because I put it in a laptop bag, you know, a laptop uh, foam, like an in-case. Yeah, I know. Zipper foam. My old yeah, yeah, laptop yeah. bag. I keep it in there. And what I do is I take out the equipment. I take the bag out of my bag, the ba- the in-case laptop bag mm-hmm. that is now containing four microphones, four XLR cables, <laughs> a Zoom H6n, <laughs> two splitters, two auxiliary cables, uh, and potentially some batteries, depending. Um, I take that out unzip it and sit it on the belt and i have not been stopped i think that's really smart yeah i'm having a great time traveling with podcast equipment i feel like it's gotten a little better at least you have a system now yes i do i have a system i wish i had the system when i went to finland i know that was a weird digression all because of a hobby horse (laughs) i really need to show you this video (laughs) can't wait can't wait to see the hobby host uh this is from aaron uh hi matt dorian Bo. uh i've enjoyed binging on your podcast over the last few weeks after hearing about it through the gilmore guys podcast i think without gilmore guys and the nerdist podcast we would have zero listeners i disagree but you know what is interesting i did a panel at the wing last tuesday which is a women's club in new york yeah and one of the women there said she like heard about me from gilmore guys oh because you would like mention me on gilmore guys uh-huh. i was like oh that's cool <laughs> like oh, yeah. gilmore guys gilmore guys is, is everywhere with it. yeah so that's a show that is, it was my favorite podcast to do i miss it dearly Aww. hopefully season two netflix and i'll come back okay uh as someone who has been through IVF and miscarriage and believes there should not be a stigma around it, I really appreciate what the two of, the two of you are being so open about your journey. I don't have a question, but I wanted to share my story of secondary infertility in case you have any listeners who may be going through it. This is exactly what this podcast is for. Yep. Uh, so here we go, everybody. My husband and I were very fortunate to conceive our first son spontaneously five years ago. We assumed it would be easy for the second time, uh, we, rather for the second time around as well. 
However, after getting pregnant right away, I had a miscarriage at six weeks and then could not get pregnant again. After three failed IUIs, we did three egg retrievals in a row with one canceled cycle in between due to poor response. You're all right. I had to yawn. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's not the email. It's me. Okay. We did our first FET uh, in May of last year, and we were blessed to welcome our second son in January. Struggling with secondary infertility, which is becoming more common, does come with its own struggles. The article, with a link below, this is really just piling into our resources page. Yeah. This is a very resource-heavy week. Yeah. Uh, really stated best how I felt. And she quotes, Secondary infertility is like purgatory. The primary infertility folks don't see you as one of them because you have a child. Parenthetical, which I respect and understand. Close parentheses. And everyone else thinks you should just stop trying and be happy with what you have. End quote. I highly recommend to those going through secondary infertility to join a support group or a Facebook group, as I can understand it can be isolating. Having someone to talk to really helps. Sorry, there's a huge bug floating around. That's okay. Distracted me. I have found the many differences between the clinics to be very interesting and have enjoyed learning more. Even through, even though you, our IVF journey has come to an end, our clinic, CCRM in Colorado, does not, or at least did not at the time, allow for sex slash gender selection. They picked the embryo that to be transferred for us based on the quality of the embryo. We were lucky enough to have CCRM so close as people travel from all over the world to go there. I offered car rides and other support. Uh, to out-of-town women who came here for treatment and didn't have anyone to drive home with them home after transfer. So that's very nice. Anyway, this email is, of course, longer than intended, but thanks again for sharing your story, and I wish you both the best of luck and cannot wait till your next and successful transfer. Aaron, P.S. Our dog, Sunny, gives her best to Bo. They share uh, names with the prestigious Obama dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this bug is coming for us. See, it's it, a moth. I know, but it's gonna like get in all our shit. What is that? What do you mean? It's gonna like poke. It's gonna put holes in everything. Well, I mean, we can just stop recording the podcast so I can kill a moth, or it's entirely up to you. Mm-mm. No, it's fine. What? We can keep going. Why are you looking at me like that? Anyway, I just don't understand why you're so distracted by a moth. Because in my it's old... It's dark out. Okay. In my, the lights are on in, inside the in house. In my old apartment, the door is wide. I had a real moth problem, and half of my... Like, most of my sweaters got holes in them because of moths. On poinsettia? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. Well... I'm sorry I didn't take your moth problems. Now seriously. you know. So, this moth in here is a little triggering. Oh, boy. Back to secondary infertility. Yes. That is something I've not thought about. People no, who I know. spontaneously had babies and then can no longer have babies. I have a couple friends who um, are currently experiencing it. Oh. And it sucks. Well, I'd like to thank Erin for putting a light on that. Yeah. And yeah. So she's saying if you're going through that, the best thing to do is to find somewhere to talk about it. So there are Facebook groups for it. 
Facebook groups seem to be the groups to be in. Mm -hmm. There's a whole parallel Facebook universe. Uh Uh-huh. This was the email that we um, didn't read last week because it was so long. This I just looked at it again and had the same reaction to it. Oh, we can we can table it. <laughs> um, I don't. When do, when should we read this? It's a very moving email. Then I shall read it. I mean, maybe we should just wait. I don't know any of the content of it, by the way. I'm just looking at it based on how many pages it takes up of the email. I know it's very long. Maybe we shouldn't read it. Let's listen to another voicemail. Did we tell him we're going to read it next week? Yeah, I think we then did. we're going to read it. All right. If we're t- we are we are a podcast of our word. Yes. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Uh, it seems very geared towards me. I see a lot of my name. In it, it is okay. He'd probably like it if you read it. Then that's what I'm going to do. Okay. This is from Christopher. Yep. With a K. Yep. Like Christopher Cross. Yes. Dear Dorian Matt. I'm reaching out to you two to thank you for everything you are doing, not just in regard to this podcast, but all the other entertaining and interesting content you have put out into the world. Wow, this is very nice. I don't know why we didn't read it earlier. (laughs) Dory, I am very eager to read your novel. I just received my pre-order from the iTunes store, though I did also impulsively buy six hardback copies as well, five as gifts and one for me. Oh, my God. Thank you. I also requested it at the public library. I I mean, this guy. We should have read this nine months ago. This is... (laughs) As I'm a little behind on the podcast at the time of writing this, I'm also intrigued to hear uh, what Matt says in regard to my donation. Christopher, I remember your donation. Not exactly what I said, though. Uh, I, like a lot of your listeners, started listening because of Matt and have very much enjoyed your podcast. Even though I'm a single and not anticipating children anytime soon, I currently have a six-year-old Siberian Husky mix, and she's plenty of child for me as of now started listening to The Nerdist in 2012, and immediately felt a kinship for Matt, as I am a few years older and have a similar sense of humor, but mainly as I am an Apple Care advisor. Oh, boy, buddy. We've been there. Is that a genius? No, Apple Care advisor is when you call Apple Care. Oh, I see, I see. And you get someone who will hopefully prevent you from coming to see me. <laughs> uh Although there was some apprehension, as I'm a fan of the Buffalo Bills and the Sabres, Columbus Crew, Cleveland Indians, and the Cavs. Wow. I have to listen to all of Matt's regular podcasts to the point where I, uh, where when I watch a James Bond movie, I can't help but sing the James Bonding theme song. Matt and Matt. Matt and Matt. Uh, also, when I met Kevin Smith last year during his Yoga Hosers tour, besides talking about my love for Dogma, I had to bring up my love for Phoebe and Talk Salad. And if Matt and Kevin are actually going to do a live stream of Kevin playing Arkham Asylum. (laughs) I'm also a fan of Dave Matthews, though my sister is more on par with Matt. Uh, One question I had always wanted to ask Matt. Being from Massachusetts and liking Dave Matthews, are you a fan of the band Dispatch? I've always compared them to being a modern-day Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Now, Dispatch, of course, has one song that I know, and it's The General. And it's a song that I know through my friend Andrew, who had it. And I, funny story about the general. I was in Guitar Center in Manhattan not long ago, and there was a guy poorly playing that on the guitar. And I thought, that's a that's a weird throwback to a dispatch. But I never got into the dispatch. That is my mm. answer to that question. I mean, they're really a jam band. 
Uh, listen, I've been, you know me, I've been playing a lot of fish at home lately on the That's guitar. That's true. Yeah. You've been in a jammy, jazzy phase. I was playing a lot of jazz the other day. It's this, it's this Collings uh, 290 DC that's making me play like that. Guitars have their own voices, honey. Mm. Each guitar wants to be played a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the 290 DC wants to be jazzed up. Back to the point of this email. Yes. Which is the reason I am thanking you. Though I am not going through IVF, I still have gone through some medical issues over the last few years that have also shied away from being discussed in everyday life. I've been living in Columbus and Ohio for the better part of a decade, but in the late summer of 2013, in an effort to clear the overhead I accrued in my 20s, I decided to move back in with my parents who live in Youngstown, Ohio, which I would be, which I could thankfully do because I'm an at-home advisor. It turned out to be much more than financially beneficial. As in early spring 2014, I was diagnosed with severe ulcerative uh, colitis six months Prior to the diagnosis, I used moving home along with Chantix to quit smoking. Mm. What's ironic or coincidental? I'm listening to Dory's Nerdist interview at the time of writing this, so you tell me. <laughs> smoking has an interesting effect on Crohn's and colitis. With Crohn's disease, smoking exacerbates symptoms, whereas with colitis, smoking has been found to help alleviate the symptoms. Weird. A study from the 80s found that close to 90% of the affected participants were either never or former smokers. Ah, so they weren't smoking at the time. Mm. So I will always wonder if smoking masked the disease or did quitting allow me to contract the disease? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to think about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, consuming content created by the likes of Matt, Chris Hardwick, Kevin Smith, Stephen Colbert, and much, much more helped uplift me as I pushed through the chronic abdominal pain. Having to shit 20 times a day, not an exaggeration. I... Uh, the chronic, oh, sorry, back to the chronic, I reread that again. We know it's a lot of abdominal pain. Good God. Uh, the fear of doing anything because of how many times I'd have to use the restroom, the painful spasms I had going, the several hospitalizations, boy, oh boy. After having to take a leave of absence for six and a half months, thank you, Apple, for having great health care and support for employee wellness. That's true. They always did have good that. Uh, I opted for surgery to have my entire colon removed. Mm. You know who else had their entire colon removed? Who? Steve Bazalone. Oh. Writer on the cool. Goldbergs. Uh, since I am a fa- Oh, Steve, by the way, Steve's podcast, Terribly Funny. Yes. With Steve Bazalone. Yes. Is a podcast where comedians uh, come on, funny people who come on and share a terrible story about them you went so, on it right i did i was on it but i'm saying i'm trying to give steve-o's uh, podcast yeah. the bump yeah terribly funny with steve bazalone what'd you t- did you talk about your gastric bypass i did i talked about that i talked about uh just my constant struggles with uh weight maybe had i known about soda with uh white Some, peach balsamic vinegar yeah it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a problem <laughs> uh i opted for surgery to have my entire colon removed since i am effectively cured i'm definitely happy i'm no longer experiencing that level of pain i wish i had come across a podcast like this earlier on because something like crohn's or colitis or diverticulitis is so personally upsetting i would have loved to start a podcast to discuss what i'm going through that's uh, you know that's a good sort of 
thing to think about doing too if you're going through something like this uh also my mom and a close friend of mine have crohn's disease so i could easily talk with them in fact my mom elaborated to me how my severe abdominal pain was very similar to her menstrual cramps cramps and the spasms i had uh were comparative to birthing contractions (laughs) oh dear after telling me that, uh, so I wouldn't upset my family by yelling in pain, I would shout, goddamn poop babies, periodically when I shit. <laughs> because I've had you guys to help me keep going and my spirits up and maintain my sense of humor, I was able to make light of my experience. I have now come to refer to my uh, ilios, ilio, I'm sorry, iliostomy bag as Lil Trump. <laughs> oh my God. That's really funny. Uh, this way, when I need to use the restroom, I excuse myself by saying, excuse me, the president has to give a speech. <laughs> <laughs> if I have audible gas, I'll say, sorry, he's tweeting again. Christ, my mom now calls me her gutless wonder. Partially because I was so sick at one point, I almost contracted sepsis. Jesus Christ, Christopher. Uh, since I got to thank Kevin last summer, I definitely wanted to thank you, Matt, for essentially being there for me. But most importantly, thank you for talking about your experience. I've come to realize people I respect the most are the people who can speak intelligently, comfortably, and make light of these unfortunate, sensitive issues like fertility or the digestive process. Because it's a part of life, and like all of life, it doesn't always work as it should. As I plan to have my next surgery this summer, I will have plenty of time to read your book, Dory. Sorry, I have a plethora of books I've been planning on reading, so it's in the queue. Matt, if you wanted to play some Star Wars Battlefield on the PS4, let me know. I plan on getting PSVR 2. And Matt, your episode of the Goldbergs was hysterical and sweet. Christopher, thank you for that email. I'm so happy that you uh, get some joy out of these things that we do. I'm glad that you are listening to all of the podcasts i'm putting out you are a special kind of person uh, the only other person i think who hears all of them is me because <laughs> i'm there uh, uh i know my wife has never heard an episode of james bonding but she knows it exists so yeah christopher no really thank you i'm glad we were able to help you even though you had so much shit in you is it that you had a lot of shit or that it was happening all the time? It sounds like both. That's a great question. Christopher, <laughs> feel free to write us back and you may put uh, in the subject line, this is how much shit. Oh, <laughs> good idea. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's good to know that we're not just doing this for ourselves. We're doing it for other people. Uh that's interesting. Hi, Matt and Dory. I donate through Patreon. Patreon? I don't know how to pronounce it. Patreon. I assume you're a patron of something, right? right. Is that what it's going for? I think so. For Paul Gilmartin and two other YouTubers. You know, what's funny is I know Paul Gilmartin. And uh, two other YouTubers, Justin Scared and Adam the Woo, I watched some of Adam the Woo's videos. He likes to urban explore abandoned places oh that sounds right up your alley a river country in disney or a old dolly restaurant in orlando exactly what you enjoy and i've seen many of adam the woo's videos 
it's much easier. Would you consider setting up a Patreon account for those who want to donate monthly? That's a thanks from Karen. Now I open the floor to Dory Shafrir, who so, is the handler of such things. I I I've I looked into this. Mm-hmm. I set up a Patreon account for oh, us. Oh, you did? Yeah, I, it's not live. It's not uh, like it's not live yet. I okay. wanted to discuss this first because one of the whole things with Patreon is that you're like you're really supposed to offer rewards. Okay. To get people to donate and right. and usually people set up like a monthly donation. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to throw it out to you, Matt, Myra, Hi, yeah. and if if listeners had suggestions for rewards. And I also wasn't sure how you would feel about offering rewards. I know you're very busy, and we might not have time to do this Patreon thing. Uh, yeah, I think unlike Paul and Adam the Woo and Justin Scared, that's their this is that their job, right? Um. This is this is uh, something we get to do for you guys. Bo's licking himself. Oh, Bo has made this couch filthy. Oh, mom's gonna be real mad at you, buddy. Oh, because he, oh, he's muddy. Oh my god, muddy. he's muddy, and he's all over this couch. Oh no! If you'd like to donate to help us clean <laughs> Dory's couch, uh, please oh. do so. Well, at least we know the what was it that worked. OxyClean? Yeah. I'll get some more of that. We'll make it happen. <laughs> the couch is filthy. Okay, so Patreon. Patreon, Patreon, yeah. Patreon. So, I don't know. Patreon. I, I, I just wanted to throw it out there. Um, You know, we do get to keep doing this podcast because of people like you. You do make it worth our while to do this podcast. Not, you know... Not just by your donations, but by the way that you're engaged with the podcast. You keep emailing us. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there something you'd like for a reward? What kinds of things would it be? I know. That's... I guess what we're doing is we're putting this out to you as a question. Is yeah. this something you would be interested in, listeners? Yeah. Um, like right now, we basically have one reward for no matter how much you donate, yes. you get a fun fact. Yeah. So the idea of Patreon is that it would be tiered and the more you donate, like the bigger the reward right. essentially. So it's just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I if you don't donate uh, $5,000, we'll record an episode that only you get to hear. Okay. It's like that Wu-Tang album. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's stuff like that. It's like, like I, I, I looked at some other podcasters, Patreons and it's like, bonus episodes it's um like some of them do like google hangouts with listeners Uh um stuff like that it's interesting some do like mp3s (laughs) like they would record something for listeners okay yeah yeah, yeah. like a voicemail or a voicemail or a ringtone i don't know (laughs) that's cool um so yeah i i just and we don't we don't have merch now. Yeah. So. Again, I don't know what. Here's here's how I feel about things. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want tchotchkes, so I don't want to. You know what I mean? Right. No, I know. So and, it's like I don't know that anyone else would want them from us. Right. I don't even know what they would be. Maybe we just give handwritten notes to everybody. That doesn't sound time consuming. <laughs> 
Not at all. I don't know. So we're putting this out there. Is this something you'd be interested? If you have a thought on your on on Patreon or Patreon, please email us and put in the subject line Patreon or Patreon. We don't know. It's either one. But in the meantime, you can donate by going to our website, excellentadventure.com and clicking on the donate tab. And we accept donations right now through PayPal and Venmo. Um, so yeah. And, and now we will, it's, we've come to the fun fact portion of the evening. Yeah, It's everyone's favorite portion of the podcast, except mine, uh, because I have to sit down and do this and I go, why did I agree to do this? It's a very time consuming. (laughs) Very good at it though. Uh, so Dory has some names. I have some, wait, why do I have different names than you do? You have different names. What do you have? Mm, well, I have Megan, but mine starts with Aaron and Kristen. Oh, I might, I just might have not have copied all the names onto my list. Well, how are you going to ask me the name and then tell... Okay, whatever. Just go and I'll I'll give you a fact. Aaron Golasso. No, you don't have to do it. Do it off your no, list. But we do it to... off your list. I'll find the name. I might have not put those people on the list. I might have. I might have copied them wrong. All right. Because now that you have me send them to you every day, it, it sometimes messes everything up. Well, it's the only way things work around here, guys. Well, I know. We're just trying All to All right. It it's out. time to say a fact about someone who donated to the podcast. Uh, you can donate to the podcast and get your own fact by going to mattandory.com. Yeah. We're excellentadventure.com slash donate. And click. Donate. There you go. So these are the people who have so kindly given their uh, hard-earned cash to us to continue to make this podcast. Some of you just bought batteries for this podcast because in the middle of recording this, the batteries died. And I opened it up, and it was a Kodak battery and a HD supply battery and a Duracell regular Duracell battery. Um, These all came from Dory's mother. And another HD supply. What oh, is HD boy. supply? Nothing. Yeah. It's like a knockoff battery. She probably got out the Christmas tree sh- Christmas tree shops. Yeah. Um, okay. So. First name. Aaron Galasso. Uh, Aaron was most, the thing he was most scared in life is the Unsolved Mysteries episode about Bigfoot. Oh. hmm Christina J. Rowdo. Rowdio. Rowdio. Uh, has had every menu item from Guy Fieri's restaurant. Amy Driscoll. Uh, Amy is in line to inherit her father's landscaping business, but she's allergic to freshly cut grass. Megan West. Megan thinks twice a day about skydiving on her 40th birthday. Each time she realizes it's a terrible idea. Andrew Gwinan. Andrew is an a- in an ACDC cover band called Andrew DC. <laughs> Melanie Brownbeck, who... Should I read this, what she said? Go ahead. She said, I couldn't help but notice that the guys tend to get cool stuff, like being a member of royalty or a sponsored motocross racer. (laughs) And the ladies tend to have more traditional roles, like a cook, an HR employee, nothing wrong with that, my mom was headed of HR, or a lingerie-selling husband stealer, even if it was true love. So just putting it out there in the universe that Matt's creative mind will come up with some really cool profiles for some of the female donors. After all, you married Dory, so you know what I'm talking about. Congratulations on your novel, Dory. Uh, yeah, so Melanie, I got news for you. Uh, I don't want a motocross, I want to cook. 
So the cool things are the things that the ladies are getting to do here. Uh, I don't want to do anything that I'm saying here. But your fact, Melanie, is that you, you want to be cool. Guess what? You broke the land speed record for a bicycle on the salt flats at 153 miles an hour. What? The old record was 152 miles an hour. Wow. And then Melanie broke it. That's insane. Carrie Roberts. Uh, Carrie has ghostwritten the last three Bruno Mars albums. Whoa. Yeah. Our, our old friend, Paul Charles. Yep. Between duking and, duking and Bridgewater and his local beer league softball team, Paul enjoys short walks on the beach. You know, the Duke of Bridgewater hasn't called in a while. You know, he should, I hope he gets on that again. <laughs> um, and this is in the name of five-month-old Aristotle Chloe Hills. Uh... It's not Aristotle? No, it's it's Aristotle. Oh, well, Aristotle uh, is going to grow up to be the world's first eight-time chess champion of the Martian colony Gleepnock. Because she's only five months old. So by that time, there'll be that Marshall, Martian <laughs> colony Gleepnock and... Uh, She'll be the uh, test champion of Gleepnock. Uh, Nalani Jolly Hills. Uh, she's an avid climber. And on her most recent trip to Yosemite, she scaled El Capitan three times in an afternoon. Wow. I know. It's very fast. Mary Ellen Barris. Uh, Mary Ellen destroyed the last remaining box of Super Mario Brothers cereal in a fit of rage. <laughs> Uh, another repeat donor, Marcus Zimmer, who says, I do not own an investment firm for foods, but I do work for an on-demand food snack delivery service. So close. Love the facts and the podcast opening chit-chat. Well, did you know that between deliveries, Marcus likes to turn the heat all the way up in the delivery vehicle and pretend he's on a Klingon bird of prey that is slingshotting around the sun to go back in time? Yep. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Mark Flores who says, thanks for answering my email about the left-handed guitar a couple weeks ago. I haven't pulled the trigger and getting about getting one yet, but I'm grateful for the advice. Uh, Mark refuses to heed my advice and pull the trigger on a guitar. He instead <laughs> wastes his money helping married people make a podcast about infertility. Wow. Cold. Buy a guitar. Come Liz on. Curtis. Uh, Liz hopes to one day pull a bus with her teeth on her 70th birthday. Amanda Routh. Amanda's favorite television show is the Real World World Rules Challenge. Mm. She's a big fan of Johnny Bananas. Uh, another repeat donor, Jack Woodyard. Uh, Jack used to exclusively wear uh, Umbro soccer shirts in middle school. Kara Geiger. Uh, the toy Kara misses most from her childhood is Skip It. I don't know what that is. You don't remember Skip It? Nope. It was a you would it was had a it had a counter on it, and uh, it was a ball and it would roll, but it was attached to your ankle and you would just kick it around, and you would skip. Nope. Yep. Skip it. Skip it. That was the theme song. Oh, I do remember this. Oh, now. well, look at that. Sarah Ratliff. Uh, Sarah had the idea for the LED light bulb in 1961, but it was stolen by General Electric in 1962. Whoa. Unbelievable. Alexander James. Uh, he's the last living member of the 60s pop group, the Strawberry Alarm Clock. If you ask him, he will deny it. Claire Perelman. Uh, once learned how to disassemble a rifle just by watching Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's all I have. Oh, okay. 
I but sent you one more, but you must not have gotten it in time. That? There's one more. I don't have it. All right. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But they're going to be named next week. We'll do her next week. Cool. All right. Well, that about does it. That does does it. Doesn't thanks, it? Thanks for listening, everyone. That that we can't wait to talk to you guys this next week. Uh, and uh, right now, we're most looking forward to trying to figure out how to clean the couch. Can't wait. <laughs> it's covered in Boma. Just what I wanted to do right now. Instead oh. of watching the season finale of Billions. Oh, Bo. Haven't you been trying to watch the season finale of Billions for three weeks? No, it's tonight. Oh. She's very excited, guys. Yeah, but now I have to clean she the couch. She loves that show. Well, we'll just oxy clean it. Mm. All right. If I need to go get some, I, I, I can. Okay. All right. We're talking too long. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Bye, everyone. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out my other podcast, Star Trek The Next Conversation. And the sea is just no reason why you would enjoy both. <laughs> All right. Bye. Let's get a silver bullet trailer and have a baby bye. I'll safety pin this clothes all cool and you'll graffiti up his tie.